chapter number 7. Daniel chapter number 7. And we're going to go from Daniel 7 to Revelation 20. We've been studying in our uh, theology study. We've been studying concerning the uh, eschatology or end time events. Uh, It's uh, what we've been on for a while now. And we're drawing to a close to those things. Just a, a few more messages concerning eschatology. And then we'll be looking at the church and uh, what the Lord established concerning us and what uh, He demands of us. And that about end our study in systematic theology. We've been going through those things. But notice with me in Daniel 7, we're looking tonight at the millennial reign of our Lord. And we looked at it a little bit when we were talking about His kingdom uh, some time back, a few months ago. We were looking at His kingdom and what the Scripture says concerning that. And we're going to look just at the the millennial reign proper tonight as we see what the Scripture says concerning that. We've studied through the tribulation period, uh, that seven-year period that is coming to this world. That event, again, following directly after the rapture of the saints, uh, that being the next event that we're looking for. You have the uh, tribulation period beginning after that. Uh, we were looking uh, at, at the, of uh, course, the two witnesses. Brother Mark taught on uh, the two witnesses even Sunday morning as we were looking at those things, as what the Scripture says concerning them. Uh, you have the 144,000 uh, that we looked at, those witnesses of the Jews. We see where the focus of the tribulation period is during that seven-year period, that it is primarily focused on Israel at that time. It will be, this is a, what they are facing now in this situation is a horrible, horrible wickedness that is poured out on them uh, in those moments over the weekend. And even today there was, uh, Hezbollah soldiers were firing at them as well from the north. And so they were, they were having to take care of that as well today. But the, as, as horrible as these Situations are that they're facing today, right now, uh, because of these invasions, these pale in comparison to what they will have to face during the tribulation period. Uh, It's going to be a horrible thing that they are going to endure during that seven-year period of tribulation. It is the reason the Scripture calls it Jacob's trouble, or... Jesus called it the abomination of desolation. It is, it is an awful thing. The whole world is going to be going through it. The whole world is going to be feeling the pains of that tribulation period, but it is especially focused on, the, the, on Israel, on the Jewish nation. They will particularly feel it. That's what the Lord warns them of in Matthew 23 and Matthew 24. He gives them those specific warnings there concerning those events that they will that they will face during that time. Immediately following that tribulation period, at the end of it, there's going to be a war that's going on for at least three and a half years. That that war is going to end with the battle that the Scripture describes for us of the Battle of Armageddon, which means the mountain of Megiddo. 
And the scripture gives us specifics there that it's against the mountain there in the valley of Megiddo and the valley of Jehoshaphat. There is where this battle will take place. And it is here uh, that, um, and it, I, it's, it, to call it a battle is not really, um, not really the, the right description of it. There's going to be an army gathered there. They are coming to destroy Israel. That is their purpose. And it is literally Antichrist and the armies of the world coming with him against Israel. And it is at that time when they are gathered for this battle that the Lord descends, as is given account to us in Revelation 19, He is going to descend. He is going to set foot upon this earth. Zechariah, we were looking at that a little bit on Sunday. Zechariah says that he'll set foot upon the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives will split in twain. And it is at that point that out of his mouth, his word will go forth. And he will destroy those armies simply by his word. So there's not going to be any fighting. Uh, There will be a lot of running. Uh, there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of destruction, but there's not going to be much fighting. It's going to be the Lord's voice, and He's going to destroy those armies of Antichrist that come against Israel at that point. Uh, those that remain of Israel, as we looked at Sunday there in, in Romans chapter eleven, Paul tells us all Israel shall be saved. It will be at this point that they will look upon the Lord Jesus, they will see Him. Zechariah tells us they'll even see the piercings in His hands and in His feet, and they'll ask Him, where did you get those wounds from? And He will declare to them, in the house of my friends. And they will see Him at last as Savior. They will recognize Him at that point. And they will believe that will only be, however, a third of the nation that remains alive in that horrible tribulation period that they will endure. So there will only be a remnant of them, but all of them will be saved. There is then, as Matthew 25 describes for us, a division of the sheep and the goats, those that are God's people, those that are the elect, he, those are his sheep. He will separate them out from the goats. The goats go into, into their uh, judgment. The sheep enter into his kingdom at that point. Matthew 25, the Lord tells us about that. This is his kingdom, the physical nature, the physical part of His kingdom that we're looking at this evening. Notice in Daniel 7, verse number 21 and verse 22, and then down to verse number 27. Notice with me these verses here. Verse number 21, he says, I beheld, and the same horn, and he's talking about that little horn that sprung up out of the ten. There were ten horns. Three of them were broken off. One little one sprang up among them. That's Antichrist. As Daniel describes him for us, uh, there are just a few verses ahead of that. And he says, That same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. And so Armageddon is the end. It's not the only battle of the tribulation period. That's the end of the battles. 
of the tribulation period. Antichrist is going to be fighting the entire time, those last three and a half years. He's going to be fighting that, that entire time against God's people. It's just that Armageddon is going to be when it is ended by our Lord. And so he says, I beheld the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them until, Daniel says, until the Ancient of Days came. That's Christ. That's who he's speaking of there. Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. And so the saints of God are given rule in the kingdom of the Lord. Now, verse 27. Um, we'll skip on down to there as he gives that more about the kingdom there to us. And he says, "...in the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven..." shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. The kingdom and dominion, the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. Now, go to Revelation 20. And look with me there. As John is given here in the Revelation, the understanding of this physical ruling, this physical part of the kingdom of God that's going to take place at this time uh, after the coming of the Lord, verse ni- chapter 19 tells us that. Verse 11 down through verse uh, number 21 there as he describes his, his return, uh, what takes place in the battle of Armageddon there, the, uh, the uh, judgment of the beast and the false prophet there, the destruction of the, the kings of those armies that come against him, all of that is described for us there in chapter 19 when our Lord returns. And it is at his return here that he sets up, he he, uh, finalizes, if you will, his physical kingdom on the earth. It is now when this reign begins physically so that the world will see. And now, what we're going to be looking at here tonight is these things that are mentioned concerning the king, or at least some of them. We won't be able to get through all of them tonight, but we're going to be looking at some of these examples of what the Scripture says concerning this kingdom and what it's going to be like during that thousand-year reign. But notice with me, verse or chapter twenty, rather, verse number one, and we'll read down through verse number seven. In these first seven verses, six times. The word thousand years is, or the, the the word thousand years is told us in these first seven verses. Six times we see it here as it is describing the length of this time. Verse one, he says, and I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold. On the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So Satan, at the very beginning here 
of this, this reign of our Lord. He's dispatched the beast. He's dispatched the false prophet. He has the, all of the goats are removed from the earth. All those people that are not his, that do not belong to him, they have been removed. They have been sent into hell along with the, the beast and the false prophet. They are cast into the lake of fire. And Satan, their leader, he is bound at this point. He's not yet received his judgment. He is simply bound for a time. He's bound for a time. He has no influence. He is going to be put in prison these thousand years. Notice that again. He says that he's, he's bound in the bottomless pit by an angel with the chain. And he, he binds Satan for that thousand year period. Verse 3 says, cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosed a little season. So after the thousand years is done, he's going to be released from his prison to do some more deceiving. And the scriptures tell us why and what he will be doing in that, that period, that very short period that he's going to be allowed to go and do some more deceiving after he is loosed. Verse 4, it says, And I saw thrones, and they set upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. And so it's at this point that there is, the, there is the, the completion of the first resurrection. You have, again, the first resurrection is in three parts. It begins with the resurrection of Christ. The second part is the resurrection of us at the rapture. When he's going to raise the dead first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, as First Thessalonians 4 tells us. That's the second part. The third part is the resurrection that takes place of those saints that were killed during the tribulation period. At the end of the tribulation period, at the end of that seven year period, those that were killed during the tribulation period are then raised to life again here at the beginning of the millennial reign. That ends, at that point, that ends the first resurrection. It's now complete. There is only the resurrection of the dead that is left. And he, t he tells us there that the rest of the dead, verse number 5 again, the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. That resurrection is the, the resurrection unto death. That is not a resurrection unto life. Though that resurrection will be a part of the judgments that are described for us in, in the latter part here of chapter number 20. That is the resurrection unto death, or the second resurrection. This is not the resurrection that anybody wants to be a part of. Because this is the resurrection of judgment. 
Those, the first resurrection is finished at the beginning of the millennial reign of our Lord. Verse number 6, he says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And so he's bound for that thousand year period. Now, as I've said many times before, when Jesus begins his reign here in chapter 20, it does not end at the end of that thousand year period. His reign is eternal. His reign will continue on. The physical nature of his reign begins in chapter 20 and will continue on for eternity. The thousand years is only marked off here in chapter 20. It is only marked off in order for these judgments to take place at the end of that thousand year period. That's the only reason there's an intermission there, you see. There's only, that's the only reason that that thousand years is mentioned is because that is the time frame at which he will do all of that final judgment there, particularly the judgment of Satan as well as, as is mentioned here in, at the end of that thousand year period. His reign continues after that. His reign goes on. Jesus does not stop reigning. It's just that the thousand years is marked off for the purpose of those judgments that are to take place here in chapter 20. So within these first seven verses, we see six times, thousand years, thousand years, thousand years, thousand years, thousand years. Now, the word millennium, we we speak of the millennial reign uh, of the Lord. That that word itself is a Latin word, and so you're not going to find it here in the scriptures, it, but it is exactly what thousand years means. The word millennium, mille, or is the, the word for thousand in Latin, and annus, of course, is year. So millennium is thousand years. And so that's why we use that term, but it is, it is simply a Latin term. Uh, the scripture plainly says here for us, thousand years. Thousand years. And so this is what is called, again, the millennial reign of our Lord, but it it is simply the beginning, it is simply the beginning of the physical nature of our Lord's kingdom, of our Lord's ruling. Okay, when when the world, when it's going to take place here on the earth and the world will see him rule and reign. This will be a time of unsurpassed spirituality, of worship, and it will be marked by perfect peace, perfect justice, perfect equity. The world has never seen a rule like our Lord's rule will be. When the the nations of the earth will at last behold the regal majesty of the king, and they will worship him, they will follow him, they will obey him, uh, and again, 
the world has never seen what a, a glorious rule our Lord will bring during this millennial reign. Satan is bound during that thousand year period. Now there are those that claim we are in the millennial reign now. Uh, They uh, claim it's not really a millennial reign but it's just the reigning of the Lord, and that's going on right now. And yes, He is reigning right now, but He's not reigning physically. But they say there's not going to be a physical reign. He's just reigning now. And right now, they claim, Satan is bound uh, by this chain in this bottomless pit. Um, but then they backtrack on that as well. Well, it's, it's the chain is metaphorical. The bottomless pit is metaphorical. He's just held back and not able to do all that he can do. Listen, the scripture tells us plainly, first of all, Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 11, tells us that that's what our warfare is with. It is with principalities and powers. It is with satanic forces. That is who our battle is with every day. It's not with flesh and blood, as Paul says there in Ephesians chapter 6, but rather it is with the the forces of darkness that is in this world. Satan is not bound. (laughs) He still very much has a place in this world and is still working, tempting, trying, doing all he can to destroy the people of God and the will of God in this world. He is not bound. In fact, Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, if you look back with me there, 1 Peter 5 and verse number 8, this is a familiar verse to you. As Peter warns us here of this reality, he tells us to cast all our care upon the Lord because, he says, in verse number 8, 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So he's walking about. He is not bound. He's not yet bound. That binding will take place at the beginning of the Lord's millennial reign. It will be a literal binding of him when the Lord comes to take his throne. And so this this is what the scripture describes for us concerning the beginning of this millennial reign. It is called several things in the scripture. Several names that it's called. Uh, We again call it the millennial reign because it is marked off by those thousand years and what will transpire during that time. But there are several other names that the Lord and the prophets call it, uh, even in the Gospels and in the Old Testament, uh, concerning what this time is called. In Matthew chapter 19, the Lord calls it the regeneration. Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 28. He calls it the regeneration. In Acts chapter 3, in verse 19 and verse number 20, it is called the times of refreshing. The times of refreshing. In Acts 3 verse 21, very next verse, it is called the times of the restitution. So it is a refreshing, a restitution, a regeneration. 
It is uh, Isaiah 65. Let me go over and read this one to you. Isaiah 65 and verse 20. Isaiah 65 and verse number 20. Isaiah writes here and says, There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days. For the child shall die an hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. And in Isaiah 11, turn back and look here. Isaiah chapter 11. These these things that he's describing is how it's going to be, as far as life is concerned on the earth at that time, are going to be returned back to what it was pre-flood as far as how man lives. It's going to be turned back to what, what happened before the flood of Noah in that sense on how man's life will be extended, how man will live. Verse uh, Isaiah 11, verse 6 and 7. Isaiah 11, verse 6 and 7. He gives some more description here of that time frame. He says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. And the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones, shall feed rather, their young ones shall lie down together. And a lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. So these things that are so violent in creation, now, after the flood, because of these changes that were made in the cursing of the world, these things are going to be reversed in the natural world during that, that reign of our Lord in the millennial kingdom. These things are going to be brought back to what it was before the flood, what took place, how, how life was before then. That's how it's going to be in the millennial reign. These things are going to be changed back uh, to their original creation and what it was before the curse. And so these, that's, that's what's going to be part of this millennial reign. It's also called, in Ephesians 1, in verse number 10, it's called the dispensation of the fullness of time. The dispensation of the fullness of time. In Philippians 1, as well as in Zechariah chapter 14, it is called the day of Christ, or the day of the Lord. In Revelation 11, it is called the kingdom of Christ. And in uh, Psalm 72, it is simply called His Days. His Days. Psalm 72, verse 7 and 8. These are, these are the titles or the, the names, the descriptions that are given to us in the Scripture of this millennial kingdom of our Lord. It's not going to be anything like 
this world has ever seen. I mean, anything like this world has ever seen. The place of the millennial reign, of course, is going to be the earth. As the scripture describes that for us, we read even there in uh, uh, Revelation chapter 20, Revelation 5 speaks of that as well. Um, Israel, uh, that, that, that place there is going to be the, the focal point of it during the millennial reign. Not only is it the focal point during the, the tribulation period, but it is also the focal point of all the world during the millennial reign of our Lord. It will be on the earth there that he will take his throne in Israel. It will be David's throne that he takes there in Israel, uh, that he will sit upon there in Jerusalem, those, those things will be clear at that point for the world to see as he takes that, that place. Uh, it will be here on the earth. Revelation 5, Matthew chapter 5, 2 Samuel 7, verse 12 and 13, Luke chapter 1, verse 31 through 33, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5, Isaiah 24, verse number 23, all of these describing the location, the place, the fact that it be on the earth that our Lord's millennial reign will take place. Uh, we, we see, now I want to focus more on the government of the millennium, but just uh, in another message, but just real quick, it's, it's Christ's kingdom. He's the one that's going to be ruling there. Uh, it is a theocracy with a universal scope. There will be no politics there will be no political coups. Jesus Christ will reign supreme and all the world will bow the knee and confess his name as he rules and reigns during that thousand year period. There will be no bribery. There will be no injustice. There will be no dishonesty. There will be no greed in his administration. It will be perfect peace, perfect righteousness, perfect judgment in his reign because it is he that reigns and we are told in Isaiah chapter 6 or I'm sorry 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and Luke chapter 19 Revelation chapter 20 that the saints of God will reign with him that's you and I we will reign with him we are undeserving of such a reign we, we, there's nothing that you and I have done that deserves us a place with our Lord. But it is by His grace, it is by His love for us, that He has given us that place with Him to reign with Him during that time. And it's what is being described in Revelation chapter 5 in the giving of the rewards and the giving of the crowns that are given to His people after the rapture, in His presence there in glory. It is there that we see those, those rewards given and those, those places given in that reign with Him. Um, this world, again, has never seen uh, what this, this millennial reign will be like. We read of it here. And we can see these verses and what the scripture speaks of it concerning these events and, and how the world will be in this day and, and, and how he's going to reign. We can read all of these things in regards to that and we can, we can have an understanding here 
in our own mind, we can we can grasp that, but to fully to fully understand, uh, we we simply cannot fully grasp the wonder of our Lord's kingdom. <clears throat> and yet, there will be those that will enter into the kingdom that are in their natural bodies. That's those surviving saints of the tribulation. They will enter into the millennial reign of the Lord in their natural bodies. That's those sheep that's described in Matthew 25. Their life continues on. We are going to be in glorified bodies at that point. We will be in the presence of our Lord in glorified bodies. We're not going to be concerned about death. We're not going to be concerned. They will. Those that enter into the, the millennial reign in their, in their physical bodies, they will give, be given place to eat of the tree of life. And somehow, whatever happens there in the eating of that tree of life, that which was kept from Adam and Eve in the garden uh, in Genesis chapter 3, those that enter in alive into the millennial reign, those in their physical form into the millennial reign, they will be given place to eat there at the tree of life to sustain or to, to further their life during that thousand year period. And they will continue to go on with life. They'll continue to be married and, and have families and have children and so on during that thousand year period. It is during that thousand year period that as those generations go on, even in the wonder, in that, that peacefulness, in that justice, the, the glory of His kingdom, during that time there will be those that will be born during the thousand year reign, that of those generations that are there, and they will, there will be rebels among them that will turn from the Lord and rebel against Him, and they will not be given place in their rebellion, in their disobedience. They will not be allowed to eat of the tree of life. They will be cast out into the far reaches of the world, and they will be hiding during that time. That will be the only deaths that take place during the, the millennial reign of our Lord are those that are put out from the kingdom that are sent off into the far reaches of the earth because of their rebellion against the Lord during that millennial reign. That is the reason, and we'll look further at this next time maybe, that is the reason that Satan is loosed for that little season. Is he's going to go and gather those together to come against the Lord. He's going to get him an army of the rebels to come against the Lord. And we'll... We'll look more at that next time. That's the reason that thousand years is marked off there uh, for those judgments to take place. So we'll look at that uh, and, and some more things a little further next time as we consider this millennial reign of our Lord. All right, let's all stand. We'll be dismissed tonight.